this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to another edition of the in focus podcast i am your host ji sampal the chess world is witnessing a big controversy over alleged cheating it all began on september 4th when a 19 year old named hans niemann defeated world champion magnus carlsen in an over the board game in a tournament in the us following this shocking loss to a player rated much lower than him carlsen withdrew from the tournament something that almost never happens in a top event he offered no explanation for his withdrawal except to insinuate that neiman had cheated neiman has said that he has cheated in online chess in the past but is absolutely clean now but the chess website chess.com was quick to ban him and when carlsen and neiman played again in an online event on september 19th carlsen resigned after just one move and has said he will not play against neiman again meanwhile the chess world's top anti cheating expert ken regan has analyzed not only neiman's win over carlsen but also all his games from 2020 and found no evidence of cheating so is carlsen justified in making these insinuations without evidence does the fide have adequate safeguards in place to ensure players don't throw random allegations around and how easy or difficult is it to cheat in chess today we explore these questions in this episode of the podcast and we have with us rakesh rao deputy editor sports at the hindu rakesh thank you so much for joining us ah uh, thank you sampath ah uh, rakesh do you think carlsen had any valid grounds to hint that neiman had cheated or did he lose the match fair and square I think he lost the match fair and square. I I I have every reason to believe that. But then here we are talking about Magnus and his claims and going by his track record, he's not the one to uh, I mean he has never complained about anything anything like this. He is, he is, he has not been a bad loser so to say. But uh, this time, you know, he has he has managed to rake up the subject uh, which which has been uh, spoken about in a very hush-hush uh, tone all over. people don't talk about it uh, so vocally they do talk about it uh, in private uh, conversations but they don't bring it out in uh, public view or at least they are not heard talking about it so what he has done is if you go by whether he has the justification to make this claim or he, he has valid grounds or not as of now whatever that we know i think going by that it seems a little unfair on this young boy who is 19 years of age and so far whatever he has spoken about he he sounds pretty pretty honest but uh, the claim coming from the world champion uh, makes all the difference had the same claim come from some some other source people wouldn't have taken it so seriously which, which makes it apparent that he should have been far more uh, responsible in terms of what he says now what has been the response in the chess community to carlsen's a unilateral decision that he will never play against uh, neiman but how have other top players responded how has fid responded to this whole thing uh well fide has actually written you know a long uh, uh, mail uh, which they say that uh, look we are here to support and uh, we are doing everything uh, within our rights within our rules to make sure that players get a fair deal so Uh, they have actually issued a statement, and this and this statement came from none other than the FIDE president Arkady. So uh, they have taken cognizance of this, but at the same time, they have also mentioned that since this event did not take place in a FIDE event because this is not an official tournament. However, 
coming from the fact that, of course, it's coming from the world champion and he has moral responsibility to his status and so on and so forth. Because that's a, it was it was a very well worded statement where uh, they are saying that, look, we have a fair play commission and uh, we are going to, you know, we are ready to, uh, to ask the uh, fair play commission for a thorough investigation. And as in when, uh, you know, if we have adequate proof, that will be disclosed uh, to all. So they are out in the open and they're saying, look, we we have our anti-cheating protocols in place. Um, so that's how they have reacted. But if you look at players or chess world at large, uh, there has been a mixed reaction because a lot of people who are uh, fans of Magnus, who say that, okay, if Magnus has said, obviously he knows a lot more than what he has revealed. And we all are waiting for him to reveal more and others to join this uh, chorus. But the fact is that a vast majority of players, fans, they're saying, Magnus, come on, come out with it. You know, you you can't just make an allegation and sit and say that, look, I'm not going to play against him because I feel that he has cheated more than what he has admitted to. Yes, in the past, he has admitted that when he was 12 years old, he did cheat in an online stuff. Then again, at the age of 16 and today he's 19. So and 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 he also maintains that look, I have not cheated since. Now, if you are taking one part of his statement where he admits to cheating, and the second part is where he says I haven't cheated thereafter. So I think we need to, if if we believe one part of his statement, we also need to believe the other part of the statement as well. Right, that sounds uh, pretty fair to me as well. But going back to this uh, Neiman's uh, claims, of course, he, he needs to have a lot of confidence in him to come out and say that I did cheat, yes, but I am not uh, cheating anymore. Can you talk a little bit about uh, you know, his background? He's had a really meteoric rise and he seems like quite a character from whatever little clips of his interviews. You know, he's even said, if you guys are going to suspect me, I'm ready to play naked to dispel all your suspicions. So can you talk a little bit about uh, his background? Is he likely to be a future contender for the big title? Not as yet. Um, his quality is quite inconsistent, which is okay. He's just 19 years of age. He's ranked among the top juniors. He's world number six at the moment among the juniors. And if you talk about his meteoric rise, yes, uh, if we just go back uh, to his ratings of two years, say, let's keep it at, say, September 2020, he was rated 2465. Next September, from 2465, he jumped to 2609. And this September, he's 2688. So that that jump, if you see 12 month, uh, you know, jump, that's about 150 points from 2020 to 21. And say another about, uh, say, 70 odd, uh, 79 uh, points from last September to this September. Now, if you look at it as something that you can suspect, then I'm afraid we are also looking at a lot of juniors, all of his age or a, little, or a couple of years younger to him. They all have similar uh, jumps in rating. Out of which, if I were to just name four names, one is uh, Arjun Irgasi, who is India number uh, India number two and world number eighteen at the moment. Then you have Bukesh, uh, who is also 18, 18 and you know like nineteen because these two kids from India, they've also had a phenomenal success since, especially since March this year. Then you have a German boy, Vincent Kamer. He's also broken uh, into the uh, top world thirty-five. He's, I mean, he's also right up there. Then another boy from Uzbekistan, he's, his name is Abdul Satarov. He's also another tremendous t t t talent. So if these four kids are also taken as people who are playing some superlative chess at that age, then if you add the name of, you know, like Neymar to it, then you are 
then you are getting into a very uh, i mean the kind of for debates which can not be seen as something that a very fair thing to do because now you're suspecting anyone who at the age of 6 between say 15 and 19 is playing some tremendous chess of of being a cheat so i don't want to get into that debate but yes i think uh, carlson needs to do a little more because uh, if he's if he's pointing fingers at one then you have pragnananda then you have nehal all these indian kids are playing some absolutely top class chess it's it's really gold standards considering their age and experience so i think i think we need to uh, have people who at all if they if if they suspect something is wrong they need to also come out with more evidence than what carlson has has done so far right you spoke about uh, pragnananda and the other indians and one of the chess bloggers i just have to come across his blog he says that one particular reason uh, carlson has reacted in this way I mean, generally of course if, if there are top chess players suddenly they start losing to somebody who's rated much lower they're all many of them i'm told are pretty paranoid and they immediately wonder you know has this guy been cheating now in the case of pragnananda he's been pretty deferential towards carlson but not neiman and he's been pretty cocky he's been insulting also in certain some of his statements So apparently there has been some history between the two of them with Neiman having spent some time with Carlson in the past can you talk a little bit about that history look carlson has seen youngsters and he has seen a lot of youngsters but quite not somebody who is as talkative or you know like a typical brash american who who speaks his mind who doesn't who, i mean who doesn't you know like mix words and if you compare neiman to all other youngsters you will see that none of them makes a statement uh neiman i remember even during the uh, singfield event when he got out he said uh, you know i just want to go and uh, take a jump in the sea uh, and stuff like that because this is not something that you see a young player that to win an elite tournament where every other player is stronger than him or higher rated than him to make such a statement it's quite a rarity actually he said something like you know after winning that match he said uh, carlson has lost to an idiot you know he must be feeling very bad or something like that yeah exactly he must be feeling bad and i am feeling bad for him that's what he en- ended up saying but the fact is that okay see making statements of course it also has a lot to do with the kind of upbringing you know i mean like your upbringing uh, in the environment in which you were raised and this boy born in san francisco uh, you know he has lived in the us then he then his parents came to you know holland he has lived there he's played his chess there and then he goes back to the us uh and he has been representing the us since 2016 so what i'm trying to say is he has he has traveled a bit he's got a mixed ancestry and uh, of course if he's born and raised in america for the better part of uh, you know like his his 19 years you expect him to be a little different than an, an average asian or an average uh, uzbek uh, kid which is all fine but at the same time i must say that carlson for one i mean i mean we've had n number of world champions what carlson has done to invite competition I don't think any world champion has ever done this in the past. Carlson by uh, you know because he his company owns uh, Chess24, his company owns some of the best p- publications in the world. He is doing so much more f- for the game and you know apart from all this he has also floated a tournament for youngsters. Now these youngsters included Pragnananda, uh, Arjun Nehal they all have played the challenger tour which is again uh, you know like it is it is meant only for children children in the sense who are uh, juniors and uh, boys and girls uh, now he has he has done it 
and if he is inviting challenge for tomorrow, he is giving them opportunities to qualify from the junior tour to play on the champions tour where Carlson plays, and he is risking losing to them. Now, one of these boys, Abdul Zatarov, who has been uh, you know helped by Carlson's uh, uh, you know this particular uh, plan to have youngsters play at a certain level, Abdul Zatarov was the one who came out of the system, and he also beat Carlson on way to winning the World Rapid Championship. Now, imagine, I, I haven't seen any other guy trying to invite young talent so that he himself can improve and he himself can gain in the long run. Now, that's Carlson for you. So, for me, I'm sure uh, Magnus is not afraid of competition from the youngsters. But yes, if he feels that somebody is cheating or uh, he's got enough, uh, which he hasn't shared, obviously. So, uh, he needs to come out of it. Right. Is, is there some kind of a psychological thing going on here as well? Because you spoke about Magnus Carlsen's uh, company, which owns a lot of these tournaments and publications, Play Magnus. Now, the only body uh, in the chess pool which is banned, uh, Neyman, is chess.com, which has been in merger talks with Play Magnus. So, uh, is there some kind of a conflict of interest angle here? Because if, if Carlsen doesn't like Neyman and chess.com, wants to get into some kind of a tie-up with Play Magnus, I'm sure they're not going to do something which Carlson wouldn't like. So, is there a conflict of interest angle here as well that we need to explore? Uh, Sampath, I, I would think otherwise because if anybody had to had to ban him, that should have been Chess24, which is the official broadcaster for the whole Champions Tour as well as the Challengers Tour. Now, Neyman got to play on this particular tour, which is obviously, I mean, which is backed by Chess24 and owned by Magnus Carlsen. But you spoke about Chess.com, which is going to take over Play Magnus, PMG that is, Play Magnus Group, for an offer which is $82 million. Now, if a company which is going to take over Magnus's company, why should they be the first one to ban, you know, like Neyman? If at all somebody had to ban him, it should have been Chess24. So, I don't think it is, uh, uh, you know, it is still there. Well, I mean, on part of uh, chess.com to have a conflict, uh, you know, and uh, Magnus to have a conflict of interest as of today. Because after all, Magnus still owns some stake in to play Magnus, though not majority stake. But yes, he has a pretty high percentage of uh, shares with him. Having said that, chess.com acted pretty promptly because he named chess.com. He said that I cheated on that particular, uh, you know, portal which allows people to log in and play. So, they were the first to react to that. Right. Now, speaking of chess.com and uh, Neyman's admission that he has cheated on it, how, how common is uh, cheating on these online platforms like chess.com? And we keep hearing of players getting banned from this platform, that platform. Is it very common in online chess cheating? Common, probably yes, but not so much. So many people have been caught so far. Of course, there have been suspicion. There have been uh, a lot where, you know, I mean, even even I remember last year when India hosted a comp- all the nationals as an online thing, a good number of boys and girls were caught or suspected to have cheated. So they were, they were debarred because there are, you know, like cameras on you all the time. And uh, you you are supposed to keep that camera on. So any moment of yours that raises suspicion, uh, that is obviously being watched by a panel of uh, you know experts. And uh, online thing, yes, there is because you have room to actually go ahead and cheat unless the protocols are in place. Like how how does this cheating happen? Like what do they do when they cheat online, and how does cheating happen offline? For example, if my mic, uh, if my front camera is not on, or there is, there has to be another camera 
which which has to give the view of the full room wherever i'm seated what if i i have another laptop with me where i have the where i have one of the finest uh, you know engines which is suggesting me the finest moves which you know the finest possibility or the strongest possibility that follows every move if that is ready for me thanks to the technology then i'll be making the first choice moves suggested by the computer now a normal human being has no chance of beating me there because i'm making the moves of optimum strength so if that cannot be seen by my opponent and i'm i'm taking advantage of that i'm not being fair so that is the easiest way to cheat that means i don't have to use my time or my energy in order to think of the next possible move i'll only be taking the moves from the computer so so you know like in effect my opponent is up against a computer and not me won't you be able to spot a deviation in the kind of patterns there are like computer moves is a is won't it stand out from a say a human move normally your your rating reflects your playing strength so that that also gives you an idea how strong you are if you are playing like a computer which is which is which is designed to to think of you know i mean it can go up to you know it will analyze possibilities up to 18 moves you know the depth will be 18 20 moves so that means the computer is doing that thinking for you because it is looking at how the situation is going to evolve after 20 moves and it will it will take you through those 20 moves if you only follow the computer that means a normal human being with a playing strength of say 1500 or 2000 he has no chance of finding the best possible alternative which the computer would otherwise suggest so if you consistently make the first choice moves yes the suspicion will be firmly on you what about over the board uh, cheating is it like very common or is it has it happened in recent times in india no sampat because what has happened is at least post covid at least in india i haven't seen a single case uh, or not even an allegation or a claim because see it's not so easy what what they've done is these days uh, especially in india india has uh, taken it very seriously because india is the only country where even watches are not allowed if you wear a watch and get into the tournament hall you'll be stopped so you need to deposit your phone your watch or any other electronic device even an analog watch is not allowed so smartphones smart watches none of these are allowed so in india we have taken very 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 firm steps and even during the chess olympiad which happened uh, you know in uh, like july august uh, there also we were the first ones to to stop people from wearing watches and the fid the world body allowed it to happen so outside of uh, outside of india we don't see that happening and it's not easy to cheat uh, you need to have an outside uh, source which is going to help you or an individual who is going to help you and the moves have to be you know relate to you if if somebody knows the best possible move at that particular point in time how does he or she help you with that so it takes it takes effort it takes a lot of planning and that's not so easy over the board is definitely not easy right uh, one final question before we wind up rakesh so how is this uh, current controversy going to develop further is naiman going to be like uh, forever stained by this allegation or is he does he have a chance to come clean and sort of get himself rehabilitated uh, into the rest of the chess community see he is i mean you know he's been tainted yes but you know it is just a matter of time if he continues to play the way he has and and if people are willing to believe him because there is a large large percentage of people who actually empathize and sympathize with him and he hasn't reacted so far so far to a large extent a lot of people believe whatever he has said 
and uh, people also feel that uh, Carlson has been pretty unfair because he has used his position to make that claim and to make a statement where he went on to say that he has cheated. I mean, when he says that, he means Neyman has cheated more number of times than what he has admitted to. So, which is which is quite harsh, I think, because unless Carlson comes out with everything that he has, puts it on the table, let people analyze it, he should have proof. He cannot say, I suspect him, so I'm not going to play against him. Now, the chess world slowly will not side with Magnus Carlsen. So, this issue is going to die down. But what, what Carlsen has managed to do with this is he has brought this uh, topic, which is, uh, you know, which is about cheating in this particular game. Chess, you know, as a sport, I think, I think he has done well to highlight it. So, that is what I feel that, I mean, the biggest contribution of Magnus, I mean, this will also be added to his, you know, like list of achievements or his contribution to the game. That is, he is the first person at that level. He did enough to get the attention. Now, even non-chess players know who Neyman is. Non-chess players know that there, there is cheating. They want to know more about how you can cheat in chess and how it is done and so on and so forth. So, he has got that kind of focus uh, here. But then, spare a thought to that young boy, you know. I mean, he has been accused of something which we don't know whether he has actually cheated in that game against uh, against Magnus or not. But people will look at him with suspicion. Whether he was clean or not, whether he's still clean or not, we, we still don't know because we still don't have enough to go by. And also, let's be fair, uh, I, think, I think the chess world needs to do a lot more to prove if somebody is guilty. Just because you think that he is guilty doesn't make him guilty. Right. I think the bottom line here is that players need to be sort of treated fairly and uh, there should also be uh, a situation or a, or a basic level wherein players should be able to trust each other and not immediately start suspecting once they you know lose a match which they expect to win. Thank you so much, uh, Rakesh, for coming on board, sharing your thoughts and insights. Pleasure talking to you. Thanks a lot, Sampath, for having me on the show. Thank you. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.